Mama. I don't have Terry. He don't have Mama. Knock the TV. Pizza. Mama. 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 Welcome back to the Bat Spot Squatch Podcast, everyone. How's your apocalypse going? How's your self isolation going? <laughs> you know, one thing I think is funny about this whole uh, toilet paper apocalypse is that the uh, the liquor stores have been open this whole time. And yet, the majority of the churches have been closed. And they're just now starting to uh, open up again. But during this whole time, even from the beginning, the liquor stores have been open. So you could get as drunk as you want at home, but you just couldn't go to church. (laughs) I think that's some some sort of progress, don't you think? It's pretty hilarious, you know what I mean? But um, <clears throat> it seems that things are starting to lighten up a bit. Um, as far as like leaving your house or going to different places. Some places you can actually go inside and eat. You know what I mean? And the whole thing depends upon which uh, conspiracy theory you believe in. Or which one you don't believe in. Or if you don't believe in any of them at all. Then you're stuck at home. Hiding under your... Hiding under your bed sheets. (laughs) But... uh, I've said from the beginning that the best place to go during all of this self-isolation and craziness is to go Bigfooting. Head out into the woods and stay there. Maybe stay there for the rest of your life. Why not? And you think about it, All you really need, all you actually really need is a dentist. A dentist is the only really real thing that you're going to actually need because in the, in the woods, if you're, if you're a, uh, if you're a UFO uh, contactee, or if you are a uh, spiritual person who's had a kundalini awakening, you'll be guided to different things in the woods that'll heal your body of anything anything that's wrong with it. Except for your teeth. (laughs) That's the only thing that... uh, Well, at least it seems... That's the only thing that it seems uh, you're going to need as a dentist. Because I've been, I've watched um, spiritual teachers and, uh, you know, these highly, you know, high up, supposedly high up spiritual um, figures and gurus, whatever, uh, within the UFO New Age movement. And, um, I've seen them have to pull uh, a molar. I've seen them have to get a molar extracted. You know what I mean? Or get a back tooth extracted. And I say, I say uh, to them, where's your fucking healing abilities now? Can't you fix that? Can't you heal that? And they're like, well, no, I can't. I can't do that shit. But you should be able to, right? Well, oh, well, uh, well, yeah, I guess you should be able to. So, I, everything else can be fixed. 
Except for your teeth. <laughs> Stop eating fucking candy. Stop eating sugar. Stop eating carbohydrates. That shit kills your body. But what I'm what I'm getting at is that obviously there's some kind of knowledge that's that's missing in society. Because Just like I've said before, uh, if you had a, if you needed a root canal, right? And someone like, like Yeshua or Jesus or Buddha, Krishna, White Eagle, um, Hanuman, any of these type of people were around today. You just go you just go to them wherever they are in the world go you spend as much money as you could just go to that person they'll touch your head and your your root canal is instantly healed and actually actually restored completely restored physically back to a younger state so not only will they re, they heal will they heal your tooth but they'll actually uh, reverse it in age, so it's a young tooth now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where are these people? These people should exist in our time. You know what I mean? These people should be around. There should be at least one person that knows how to do that type of shit. But obviously, that knowledge has been um, is either hidden or it's been uh, destroyed. Just think about that though for a minute. If you're, let's say your your grandma or grandpa got some kind of disease, stage four or terminal, um, you know what I mean, impending death. All you have to do is fly that, fly your grandpa to wherever this uh, Buddha, um, Krishna, Jesus type person is. And all they got to do is touch them once. And they're completely healed. Completely healed. With, without possibility of remission. Understand that? Or without the possibility of it reoccurring. These type of people need to... <laughs> we need these people. <laughs> Where are these type of people? You know, uh, well obviously they're in the higher spiritual planes and higher dimensions because they never phys- they never physically died they're they they are immortal and they can't die you can't kill them they're, it's impossible that's one thing that um, has also has been taken out of uh, historical records is was is the is the concept that once you reach enlightenment or you become a real spiritual master you also become immortal. It goes hand in hand. That's what happens. That's why you can't kill these people. That's probably why that knowledge has been uh, suppressed or taken out of society somehow. But imagine how amazing that would be, you know, if you had that type of knowledge, you could do that type of stuff. It'd be amazing, you know what I mean? But, you you know, you'd also have people asking, um, you know, Buddha, uh, Krishna, can you make my muscles bigger? Can you make my my pecs bigger? You know, and they're like, no way, dude, get out of here, you know? (laughs) You know what I mean? It'd be pretty crazy stuff. I'd imagine they'd have people asking for all sorts of stuff. Bigger boobs, you know, can you give me more collagen in my lips? You know, all that that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, All the stuff you see on plastic surgeons, uh, they'd be asking for all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? But, um... Yeah, they're starting to lift um, some of the restrictions. You can go to Panda Express if you want. You know what I mean? You can go out to, uh, you know, 
You can go to Chili's. Go get a, you can go out to the bars now, which is pretty cool. You can go out to the bars, find you a side piece, and don't tell your wife or your girlfriend, and find you a. The goal is you give her go out for a side piece. Make sure the side piece is better looking than your wife or your girlfriend. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, is if you ever get caught with your side piece, you're going to get divorced or you're going to break up with your girlfriend. And then the side piece is always loyal. Always loyal to you. And the side piece will stay with you. You know what I mean? At least for a little while. <laughs> so you always want to get a side piece that's better looking than your significant other. You know. And and why not? Why not have, you know, have, have a side piece who looks like uh, Scarlett Johansson, you know, or Brad Pitt. Why not, you know? But, uh, you know, <clears throat> monogamy is unnatural and it's a MK Ultra mind control system uh, it's a control system no human person's ever was ever meant to be with one person that's just that's unnatural contrary to the biology of the species it's ridiculous and crazy um, living together is is a, is a fine thing you can do that uh, but once you get that piece of paper, then you're locked into a religion. You're locked into into a a control system. Most people, once they get, well, most people live in complete happiness, and then they get that piece of paper and they get divorced, and they're like, "Oh shit, what is? What do I? What am I doing?" You know what I mean? It kind of puts things into perspective and sends your mind reeling into what we're into concepts like. What were the possibilities in my life? How many people could I have sex with if I really applied myself? You know what I mean? How much fun could I, could I have had without this piece of paper? You know? Those type of things, those type of thoughts. But it's not natural. You know, being with one person alone, not, not, it's not hardwired into the human DNA in the human genome it's contrary to the human DNA, to the human genome in the human biology says otherwise the human biology says i want more than one person but i would like one person sporadically for a little while and then go to another person and it's the same in the animal kingdom as well so uh, but, uh, yeah, if you want to go to the bars, bars are getting, starting to open again. Um, I don't know about the dance clubs, but bars seem to be open. That's one thing I really miss about going to the bars. It's not so much like, you know, getting drunk or something, because I don't, I don't like being drunk. Uh, I just like to go to the bars and, like, try to, try to get into, like, you know, like, traditional kung fu fights with homeless people because now they'll always have the homeless people asking you for change outside the bars and i always ask them you know i'll give you five bucks if you fight me you know if you i don't say fight i say i'll give you five bucks if you spar with me in the traditional kung fu style you know all that shit i i once i said this one guy i said i'll give you ten dollars right now if you spar with me in the traditional style of the Wu-Tang Clan, you know, <laughs> and he was like, that scared him, he was like, oh man, he's like, you don't want to, you don't mess with the Wu-Tang Clan, you know, it's like, yeah, you're, you're, just, a little, you're just a little bitch, you know, get the fuck out of here, uh, but uh, that, that's one thing I miss about the bars, it's like, because uh, I do like all that Bruce Lee, Shaolin Temple stuff with the homeless guy, and then they try to like spar with you and stuff, and it's just hilarious, you know. Because I mean, I don't, I don't really don't, don't ever drink past one beer, and most of the homeless people are so are high as fuck on crack, they can't even walk, <laughs> and they try to fight you and shit. It's it's just funny. I don't hurt them or nothing. I just 
you know, dance around him and, you know, I'll, and I'll buy him some, buy him a, a drink afterwards and stuff. And, you know, but, um, it, it kind of throws them off, you know, because they're used, you know, they're not used to somebody actually, uh, trying to get them to exercise, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I do that, I do that in, um, when I go to Chinese restaurants too, uh, if the if the waiter if if the I ask the waiter if he wants to spar in traditional Shaolin uh, temple um, tradition, you know, and and it's it, you'll be surprised how often they will actually spar with you, you know, and it's pretty fun, you know, it kind of takes the monotony out of out of eating, you know gigantic amounts of um chinese food at the buffet you know why not get some exercise do some kung fu you know it's pretty it's kind of fun you know what i mean people like it you know and, it, and you don't nobody gets hurt or nothing you just do light sparring and it's a fun thing to do so next time if you're at a chinese buffet or you're outside a bar you know try these things out because you know it kind of breaks up the monotony of the night you know especially at a bar people the the really drunk people are like yeah i'm i got five bucks on the homeless guy you know and they start betting and shit it's it's hilarious but i was uh, i came down from the mountain the other day and i was i was walking i'm i'm up here i'm up here at mount mount adams in washington state deep in the mountain deep in the woods here so i walked down the other day uh, to check on my car, and I was walking through the parking lot, and I, I saw this dude. He's like parked uh, three spots away from me, and he was like, he was sleeping. And I, I looked out. I was like, I, I saw he was sleeping. Then I saw like twenty beer cans in the passenger seat of his car, and, <laughs> and I was like, I gotta mess with this guy, right? <laughs> And I so so and it was evening time, right? It was kind of like dusk. So I pulled out this. I have this flashlight. It's like it's not very big, but it's really bright. And I shined it right in his right at the window. And he didn't wake him up. So I like fucking I I like hit hit the window really hard. You know, I was like, wake up, motherfucker, wake up, motherfucker. You know, and he's just like, he, it took it took a few times. You know. And he finally, like, woke up. He's like, oh, fuck. What the fuck, man? Oh, my God. What, what the fuck's going on? Oh, shit. You know? And uh, I was like, roll the window down, you little piece of shit. You know? He's like, oh, oh, oh okay. He rolled the window down. And, uh, and, and then uh, he's like, what, what do you want? What do you want, man? And I was like, I was like, uh, hey, do you got any weed? You know? <laughs> And he was just like, oh, he's like, what, 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 you know, he's like, you got any weed, man, you know, and he's just like, he's like, oh, uh, no, man, I smoked it all last night, you know, I was like, dude, I was like, dude, you got like 20 beer cans in your car, you need to get rid of those before you drive off, you're gonna get, you're gonna go to prison, you're gonna kill somebody, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, thanks for the heads up, you know. And then before I left, I said, oh, yeah, another thing. You might want to put your dick back in your pants. You know, he's like, huh? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. You know, oh, my God, my dick. Oh, shit. Dude, don't tell anybody, man. Don't tell anybody. You know, I was like, there's nobody up here to tell you, idiot. You're in the middle of nowhere, you know. And the guy was, once he rolled the window down, I saw, that's when I saw he had his dick hanging out of his pants you know that hole for the zipper and everything yeah his dick is hanging out and uh, I was just like what the fuck is this guy this guy is totally fucking wrecked you know what I mean <laughs> but uh, yeah I, it was hilarious I wouldn't have messed with him if, if I wouldn't have seen you know 20 beer cans in the in the other seat you know but it then <laughs> and the window came down and I saw his dick hanging out. I was like, oh my god, dude, this guy's fucking drunker than shit. You know. <laughs> but um Yeah, it was hilarious. That guy was 
I, I I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I didn't ask him how long he's been, or how long he was drinking last night, the night before. Uh, but twenty beer cans. I mean, you probably need to keep sleeping. You know what I mean? <laughs> go get some water. Um, you know, go jog. Go jog the hiking trail or something for a little while. Sweat that shit out. You know. But it was. It was hilarious. Once I saw the, his dick, I was like, oh, my God, dude. This guy <laughs> this guy needs help. He needs counseling. You know what I mean? No, but he's, uh, he's, I'm sure he's, he's totally fine. You know, just a regular regular guy. Probably got kicked. Probably had his wife or girlfriend throw him out. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to go get drunk and look at porn, you know. So <laughs> I just thought that was a hilarious one. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I, I run into these this type of shit all the time. It's hilarious. But uh, <laughs> all right, guys, um, let's get into some freaky. Some, uh, well, I don't think you can get any freakier than that. That's some pretty freaky shit. But let's get into some freaky UFO shit. Okay, so um, I don't know if you guys have been following uh, the U- the UFO activity lately, but man, it's going crazy over down in South America and Central America. Man, it is like crazy. There's like UFO overload, UFO freaking like everywhere, every day, everything. It's like the UFOs are just like, you know, we're, there's like, fuck it, we're just going to fly. We don't care if you see us anymore, you know. <laughs> but uh, down in uh, uh, just recently, last, I think it was like two, day, two days ago, or, or a day, yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Uh, down in Buenos Aires, there was... Uh, a fucking gigantic fleet of UFOs flying in the sky everywhere all over this all over the city in the sky over the city in Buenos Aires they was they were people people said that there was a minimum of 20 20 of them in the sky 20 UFOs all, all at once you know what I mean? And they said that was it was it was more than that, but that was how many they could vis- visually see and count. It was you know, uh, but then they said that, that after the twenty of them appeared, more of them kept popping into the sky. So it got it got the number got up into the thirties. So I mean, it was a fleet. Of UFOs and they were bright lights, flying around, flying like flying together, all over the sky in Buenos Aires. And if you guys want to check that out, uh, just Google um, "lights in the sky" in Buenos Aires, and you'll see this is just fucking crazy. There's so many UFOs in the sky. It's ridiculous. It's, it's amazing what it is. <laughs> um, and then there was um, a shitload of UFOs <clears throat> um, in England again. Because you know in, in England, you know what England is. Uh, England, uh, well, not England, but but let's say the city of London, right? So, the city of London, as um, besides being an Illuminati uh, capital, well, not a capital city, but an Illuminati HQ headquarters, main headquarters. Um, <laughs> there's also in London. London is a is a big Illuminati um, meeting place, but also underneath underneath the city of London, there's also an alien base. Um, and so, because there's an alien base underneath London, 
you have all these, you have UFOs everywhere. They're always flying around and uh, doing all sorts of crazy shit. But it's kind of, what's kind of cool though is uh, the thing is about that the the alien base that's underneath underneath the capital of London. They they fly out of there and and what they do is they <laughs> they mess with the people. They'll do all sorts of shit. Like they'll 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 um, they'll use uh, advanced technology on people and shit in the bars, in the pubs, I guess, in the pubs and uh, different um, public areas and shit. They'll project like 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 Project Bluebeam, right? Project Bluebeam is where they project images, uh, holographic images, or they'll that you'll see, right? And they'll, they'll, but they'll also project holographic They'll project images inside your mind that you'll see uh, outside of your body and shit like that. And they'll change your. And then they'll do stuff to change. They'll project a, a beam, uh, a blue beam, to a group of people. And then they'll all they'll all start fighting each other, or they'll all start going crazy, doing weird shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny. You know, they don't they don't make them like you know start killing people. They just make them like. If they see a group of people going to a soccer game, they'll they'll pro- hit them with the Project Blue Beam, and they all start fighting each other. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, just recently in the the area, the city of Cumbria, there was like a shitload of UFOs spotted in the skies, and also uh, a whole bunch of orbs. You know, different colored orbs, orbs that are around those round circles you see floating around. A whole bunch of orbs, blue colors, pink, red, orange, different color orbs. Uh, so that was recently reported. Um, so that's pretty some pretty cool stuff. Um, so uh, now here's here's a really freaky one. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen any seen uh, any of the Avenger movies, um, or any of the movies leading up to the Avengers. Movies like Iron Man, Captain America, um, uh, the Hulk. You know those movies. Uh, well, they all like uh, culminated into the Avengers movies. And basically, they all joined to, joined together to fight this like super evil alien guy. And um, uh, <laughs> okay, look the thing the thing about I don't know if you've seen the Avengers movies, but there's I think is there's there's three of them. One, I think there's three of them, and. Uh, and then there's also the movie Cap- Captain America, and Captain America is pro- portrayed by the stunningly gorgeous actress uh, Brie Larson, and you'll recognize Brie Larson from um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. She played the the blonde. Uh, his ex-girlfriend, his blonde ex-girlfriend, who's also a a uh, rock star now, who also has um, vegan superpowers, and she's just beautiful, beautiful in both these movies. But Brie Larson plays Captain America, and she ends up getting into an accident with her mentor in the Air Force while she was serving in the Air Force. What Remember, what is the Air Force? The Air Force is the CIA, the Illuminati, and you. And that's really cool. And, and I won't... You'll have to uh, Google which uh, faction of the Illuminati the Air Force is. Um... But uh, you are very, you are taken, you're very well taken care of 
let's just say, in the Air Force, and uh, and the uh, the CIA and the Illuminati people in the Air Force, they they tell you the truth. They really do, and so and that's true. That's that is true. You can believe that, and so when um, uh, Brie Larson gets in this accident with this uh, this type of uh, free energy device, all of the energy flows into her body and takes and takes over her body and her DNA and physically changes her, and she becomes immortal, and uh, she becomes basically kind of like Superman, except better. And she can fly. She can fly through space. She can't be killed. She's she's you know uh, invincible. So so anyway, the Avengers uh, first the second Avengers. They all the Avengers get their asses kicked, and half of them half of the entire universe gets killed. And then uh, Samuel Jackson. He sends a uh, message on his like Palm Pilot or whatever the, that thing is. You remember Palm Pilots? Those things are so ancient. He has some kind of Palm Pilot or some shit. Yet he sends a message to Captain America to Brie Larson. Says, "Hey, we just got our asses kicked. Help! You know, come help us. We're fucked. You know." <laughs> and uh, so, so Brie Larson gets the message and she shows up at the Avengers. Uh, what's left of their headquarters and shit. And here's the thing, is like Brie Larson is like, Well where do you guys know where this guy is, this evil guy? And they're like, Yeah, we know where he's at. And he's like, Well, I'm gonna go kill him. See ya. They're like, No, no, you it's not that easy, you know? And all she's like, Bullshit, you know, it's easy easy enough for me. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can fly through space, you know. I can't be killed, you know, and and it's true. That's all true. And, and then, I don't know, some other shit happens where she ends up showing... Brie Larson's gone the whole movie. Captain America's gone the whole... Or Cap... Is her name? Captain Marvel. Her name's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, is gone the whole movie. Um, and then she shows up at the end, right? When they're all attacking this evil guy. And... and um, so... Now check this out. Brie, uh, this evil guy has this gigantic spaceship and it's massive. Brie Larson flies through it uh, and destroys it without a scratch on her because she 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 can't be hurt. You know, you can't can't hurt her at all. And then so he's like, "Oh shit, my my ship is dead. My ship is gone." You know, oh no, I'm gonna have to buy a car. You know, I'm gonna have to go buy a buy a fucking Prius now and drive around the universe in a Prius and shit you know be an Uber driver or some shit you know <laughs> it's like and it's like um then they're like Brie Larson has to take this like uh this this glove that has all these uh like uh crystals and shit on it and and then all these girls uh the female characters show up we're gonna help you and she's she's like I don't need your help and uh, we're gonna help you anyway, and then it's like, so Brie Larson flies, you know, because she can fly. And to to uh, um, they need to get the glove to somebody. To they need to get the glove to the Incredible Hulk, I think it is, so that he can go back in time and return these crystals. Anyway, along the on the way, uh, the evil guy gets the glove, and and Brie, Brie Larson is like fighting with him and and you know the thing is is that the guy the guy he grabs one of these crystals and punches her like a million like a hundred feet or something but here's the thing it's like as soon as she gets like within like you know two feet of this guy she could rip his body in half she could melt his body she can disintegrate his body even with the glove on she can tear the guy's head into a million pieces she could fly right through his body and kill him instantly instantly you know what i mean she she could she could have fought this whole entire battle by herself and and won 
they don't need they don't need all these people all these superheroes they don't need them she can do all of it and win and do she could probably do it in under 10 minutes you know but they wrote they like then they but they like they had they wrote it into the into the film you know the bad guy grabs a crystal and punches her and then then iron man has to sacrifice himself to save everyone and he puts on the mat on the glove and resets time you know it's like dude just let brie larson kill this guy you know that 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 drove me nuts you know i, I just i just don't dig those movies anymore now i can't it's just so stupid you know why not let her just annihilate all these evil people you know so of attraction lately so I wanted to talk about um, um, uh, the book the creature this is a this is the most influential Bigfoot book ever in all of history and the publisher of this book John uh, Tomical he just recently died and this book, The Creature, was published in 1975. And the, the author goes by the name of Jan Clement. And this is an account of a, a man, this, this man named Jan Clement, and his experience with a Bigfoot-type creature in southwestern Pennsylvania in his cabin he had up in the mountains up there. So, um, uh, John Tomical received the um, manuscript from Jan Clement, and they met in person, and he said, look, I'll, I'll publish it for you and everything. And, uh, and uh, John, Jan Clement was a scientist, and because he was a scientist, um, he wouldn't allow John Tomical to change anything in the book because he looked at it as a as a scientific scientific experiment within human behavior and uh, psychological behavioral studies. So what happened was John Tomical published the book in 1975 and, and uh, published uh, 600 books. Then uh, they sold about a hundred of them. And then he put the rest of them in a, in storage. Uh, and then they uh, and years later, Jan Clement died, so they reissued it, revised it, sent, uh, republished it, put it back into circulation in 2013. 2013, yeah, I think it was. And then. Um, since then, it's still been in circulation. It still sells a lot. But uh, all these kind of catchphrases and different things and uh, uh, <clears throat> different types of situations you hear about in Bigfoot um, uh, stories and books, they, all these things originated in this book called The Creature by Jan Clement. What happens was is that Jan would go up to his, his cabin in um, Pennsylvania because he, he was, him and his wife were get, were fighting a lot and about to get divorced. And he'd go up there and sit on out on the porch of the cabin and have a beer. So one day he was out there having a beer and uh, some big hairy thing grabbed an apple off the side of the porch. So he went and checked it out and saw it was like a Bigfoot type of creature. And <clears throat> so the next day he put out a whole bunch of apples in the front area of the house and the creature came and grabbed some and, uh, you know, sat and squatted down. And so Jan uh, went out there and squatted down with him. And uh, he couldn't uh, communicate telepathically with the creature. Uh, he named the creature Kong, K-O-N-G, you know, just so it could have a name, you know, so he knows what he's, who he's talking about, you know, who, who you're who he's referring to in the book, anyway. 
<clears throat> so during that time, he uh, got he made a 13-inch plaster cast of Kong's foot. He said Kong wasn't really that tall. He's six, six five, somewhere around there. You know, kind of a smaller Bigfoot. Uh, but he said he really wasn't a Bigfoot. He said he was kind of an in-between mix of. He was more. He was. He was like half human, half Bigfoot. It's kind of a mix. He said he really didn't look uh, like the big, tr- tr- the traditional Bigfoot. So, so what happened was over the <clears throat> course of a, a few months, uh, they uh, would meet out there, and they'd squat down and stare at each other. They have a kind of like this staring contest type thing and eat apples, and you know, and then. Um, They'd go out into the woods um, and pick fruit, pick berries. Uh, Kong liked uh, choke cherries a lot. Those were his favorite uh, fruit. Um, um, they'd get back. They'd sort through the fruit. Kong would would uh, allow Jan to, to actually touch him, touch his arm and things like that, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, Jan was able to teach him uh, words, you know, like instead of saying no, he would say ba, B-A-H. Uh, he was able to tell him uh, Kong understood the word eat. He understood the word no. Um, uh, lots, lots of communication uh, went on and they were able, Jan was able to um, communicate with them and, and, um, do all sorts of things with him. There was a time, I get, I guess the, uh, I guess Kong liked spicy food. You know what I mean? And uh, there was a one time a deer appeared in front of the yard of the cabin, and Kong uh, ran so fast that the deer got about ten feet before Kong uh, grabbed it and killed it. So the speed of, of uh, this creature was just unbelievable. And so he grabbed that deer and took it off. Uh, I guess he was gone for five days after that. Then he came back and they went looking for fruits and stuff again. Um, but uh, this went on for months and months. Um, Jan thought about... Jan brought some friends up there to try to get show them uh, that he was talking to a Bigfoot and stuff. And Kong would never come around when they were up there. Um, he said his one friend, one science, his one friend from the university, from the college that he brought up there was uh, he didn't like he, he was he was normal, but once he got up there, he was like so focused on hunting, you know that uh, he didn't think Kong would be comfortable around that guy. Um, you know, and then uh, it, it kept it kept going. They had this really cool... Uh, it's kind of like a Bigfoot hangout, you know what I mean? They go up... He, Jan would fight with his wife or whatever, and he's like, I'm fuck it, I'm out of here. Goes up to the cabin, hangs out with Bigfoot, you know? <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude. Then they go in the, uh, go forage out in the forest and do all sorts of, um, all these different types of activities. He said, he said he saw, uh, like Kong would, he was so strong that he would he hit uh, he hit some kind of animal that was coming up on him from behind and knocked it like fucking like 20 feet and it was dead. You know the thing the creature was just unbelievably strong. You know the the, the power you know in the from its body it was just crazy. He said it was and it was said it was he was so wide you know like four feet wide and you know. Um, and the just muscular, super muscular, you know. And, and they they sat there in these like uh, squatting, um, staring contests and stuff, and and uh, would just sit there and eat, you know, eat apples and shit. <laughs> like, 
you know, it's pretty cool, you know, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, he didn't, Kong didn't like, uh, metal, he would, he would, he would leave if there's any kind of metal, um, if Jan jumped up and down and yelled real loud, then Kong would leave, that's how he would get him to leave sometimes, when he wouldn't, wouldn't leave, he'd, one time he, uh, during the, when the, uh, the bow hunting season and the uh, hunting season started up in Pennsylvania. Uh, Jan actually was able to get him into a car and drive him to a very remote area and actually drop him off there. He was able to actually communicate enough so he'd get out of the car and and stay there. So, well, by the time Jan got back to the cabin, uh, Kong was already there. You know, and that's that was 200 miles away. So, that's yeah, pretty fast, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it was the next morning is when he got there. It wasn't the same day. I think it was the next morning when Jan got to the cabin and Kong was already there. Like, hey, where's my apples, motherfucker? You know, is it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, he tried to help him, you know, during hunting season. But he's like, you know what, I don't think he needs any help. You know, he can throw a fucking deer 30 feet, you know. It's not, he doesn't need any help, you know, but. Um, yeah, he, he even he even uh, one time tried to, he thought about taking his wife up there, you know. That, that didn't work out too, bad, too good. Um, <laughs> his wife always thought that he was cheating on her. But really, all he was doing was going to hang out with, with Bigfoot, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather hang out with Bigfoot than hang out with your bitching, bitching, complaining wife? I think so, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, yes. Um, that's pretty much how it went. They had all these different type of interactions and... Um, there's one time when uh, uh, Kong actually uh, got on on a, onto a cow and kind of rode a, a cow around. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like you're riding a horse. Just got on and the cow would walk around while Kong was on the cow and stuff, you know. <laughs> That's pretty crazy, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, it uh, <laughs> it's really uh, this is a really a unique situation where a Bigfoot actually uh, befriended a a, a a person, and not only that, but also uh, enjoyed each other's company, uh, participated in different activities, um, uh, and actually had a a bond of uh, friendship, you know, and. Um, but one day, uh, Jan came up to the cabin and found uh, that Kong had a uh, really, really strong fever. Really, he said his head was this, just like boiling hot. And uh, he found Kong dead, uh, I think it was a day later, day or two later. So he ended up um, taking Kong out to the, uh, I think it was called the Wim uh, Mountain area, and uh, bur- he bur- Jan buried him there. Um, he uh, he says that you know he had he felt that he had a, an actual friendship with the creature and didn't want to see it get dissected and and uh, you know made uh, a circus out of basically you know. So, I just think it's a really a unique story where, where gifting became a, a, uh, a friendship. And this is really one of the rare, rare and unique um, Bigfoot stories that you really don't ever hear about, ever, you know. Um, uh... And, and what makes it even more interesting is that is that the telepathy's absent 
the Kong uh, wasn't one of the Bigfoots that has telepathy. Or maybe he did, and uh, Jan simply wasn't... Uh, uh, sp- maybe Jan wasn't spiritual enough to to hear telepathy or to activate his telepathy. Because that those type of things come from spiritual work. Um, so, who, who knows? Maybe, maybe uh, neither of them had the telepathy turned on in their minds, you know? But I think this is really just a, an amazing story. And, and you can see why, if you read the book, you can see why it's, it's probably the greatest Bigfoot st- uh, book ever written. And it certainly is the most influential of all time. And it's for a good reason, you know. This is type, these are the type of things that just don't happen very often. And it's really an amazing story. So I would encourage all you guys to, to go and get the book, uh, The Creature, by Jan Clement, with a K. And check it out. It's really a good read. And it's an amazing story. And... <clears throat> And um, it's it's sad that that John uh, Tomical, the publisher of the book, has passed. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and uh, I guess he did a lot of other work with um, uh, cryptozoology and uh, paranormal uh, type of things. But uh, without him, we wouldn't have the book. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but um, yeah, check this out. You know, it's the book. The book's called The Creature, and uh, it's probably the greatest Bigfoot book ever written. So, okay, guys. All right. Well, I hope you like this podcast and um, try to smoke more weed. <laughs> try to smoke more weed. Try to. Get a glass of red wine every day. Try to get to the gym. Uh, Try to meditate every day. And uh, don't forget the dark chocolate. Okay? Take it easy. Bye.